my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, we have a bonus back to school series full house episode i'm jumping from season five to season six season six episode six <laughs> entitled education <laughs> educating jesse this episode aired on october 27th 1992 in this episode dj and kimmy are doing a program that encourages kids to stay in school so they asked jesse and joey Excuse me, to talk about it on their radio show, but Jesse refuses. When Jesse admits that the reason he won't do the show is because he didn't stay in school, the family encourages him to finish school. Unfortunately, however, when he goes back to high school, his teacher turns out to be the same teacher that caused him to drop out of school in the first place. When his teacher embarrasses and insults Jesse, Jesse asks for the bathroom pass and says, See ya in ten years. Meanwhile, Michelle, who is learning to tie her shoes, finds out that Jesse dropped out again. She gives up on tying her shoes because she thinks it's okay because Jesse quit. In the end, Jesse and Michelle talk. Jesse ends up going back to night school, and Michelle keeps on trying to tie her shoes. Eventually, guys, she'll get there. Actually, I remember later on in the show, Michelle kind of teases Nikki and Alex because Michelle knows how to tie her shoes. And Nikki and Alex are like, so what? We got Velcro. (laughs) This episode on IMDb has a 6.8 out of 10 based on 140 ratings. It is directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, and Tom Burkhard, one of the writers. Here's some trivia. There's a major error in this story's episode's plot, which, of course, guys, we know that. We've known that for years. (laughs) Granted, I probably wouldn't have realized it until I started watching it as an adult and that clicked in. Because usually when they played the episodes in reruns, it would be sporadic. It wouldn't always be, you know, straight through in exact order. So, of course, yeah, I wasn't going to pick up on that until much later down the road. So, yes, there's an error, a major error, in this episode's plot. The writers did, in fact, develop a story where Jesse is one day away from inevitably graduating from high school. This happens in episode 9 from season 4, where Jesse is talking to his high school sweetheart in their send-off party. Okay. One day before, where he tells her that he is not getting in trouble for riding his bike indoors because he is about to graduate. He's like, what am I? I graduate tomorrow. What are they going to do? Expel me? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, here's another plot hole goof, which is kind of the same thing. It is revealed that Jesse is a high school dropout, but in previous seasons, he talks about not wearing his cap at graduation because it would ruin his hair. And he even talks about graduation with his friends at his 10-year high school reunion. Yeah. And granted, think about it. This episode in season six, Educating Jesse, is two seasons after the One Last Kiss episode in season four. 
So it's not like the writers, come on guys, get your stuff together. I mean, don't you kind of find it a little hard to believe that Jesse was start able to start his own ad advertising company with Joey? Or even become an ad executive when he didn't even graduate high school or even get his GED? I'm not trying to shame Jesse, guys. I'm not trying to do that. Here's some funny quotes. Stay in school. Don't drop out, even if you have to glue your butt to the chair. Here's one from Stephanie Tanner when Kimmy offers her a bribe to vote for her school slogan. You can't buy my vote, but you can rent it for an hour. <laughs> Granted, of course, Stephanie votes in favor of her sister DJ and hands Kimmy the dollar back. Jesse Katsopoulos, if you throw away all your shoes, what are you going to wear on your feet? Michelle Tanner, sandals, slippers, anything with Velcro. Oh, now she's a fan of Velcro, of course. He hasn't made the leap. You know what? I wear shoes that slip on. I rarely wear shoes where I have to tie the laces. As a kid, I wore shoes with laces, and I was really... I don't even want to... I don't even think you could call it like an OCD behavior, but it's where I wanted to try to get both laces to be like equal, the loops to be equal length. And then when they wouldn't be, I'd like go and retie them. I remember this happened in um, like fourth grade, fifth grade reading. Um, we were all in a circle, a bunch of us kids, and we were passing around this book, The Worst Christmas Pageant Ever, whatever it's called. And um, this one kid, I wasn't reading, mind you, but I was playing with my shoelaces. And this kid looked at me and said, why do you keep tying your laces and untying them and retying them? Of course, I didn't have an answer for that. I just looked down at my shoes and I just was like, like, seriously, mind your business. All right. There is one review for this episode on IMDb. It's a five out of ten. Back to school, Jesse. March 19th, 2019. So it is of this year. Alright. Every show has their fair shares of story inconsistencies. In Full House, the two biggest ones are Jesse's name change and him suddenly being a high school dropout. The name change is understandable as John Stamos wanted to reflect some of his Greek heritage. But him not graduating from high school and all of a sudden just seemed like the writers were out of ideas for a long-term story arc. Which, yes, this is an arc. You will see this story pop up all the way till Subterranean Graduation Blues, where Jesse does finally graduate from night school. Granted, he's stuck on a subway car and unable to receive his diploma and make his big speech. I did cover this episode back in May for the end of school series, so you can go check that out. DJ and Kimmy are involved in their school's Stay in School campaign. Since everyone and their family have cool jobs, okay, it all seems fitting. But Jesse um, adamantly says no. He then confesses to being a dropout. He was one class away, but his band was doing a lot of gigs. He just got a new motorcycle, and his teacher was mean. So Jesse decides to go back and finish what he started. But the same mean teacher is his instructor and drives him away again. At this time, Michelle is having a hard time learning to tie her shoes. Her and Jesse are the same person, okay? He is struggling with school and she is struggling with shoes. Both want to quit. I get that this is an episode about perseverance, but the backdrop of it all caused this to come crashing. Despite some good coming out, an equal amount of bad was poured in. All right. 
Now, from the episode I just uploaded, entitled Double Trouble, it's a season 5 opener of Full House, part of the Back to School series, much as Educating Jesse is, I did post a question about what is the musician that Jesse has playing out of the headphone speakers that he has on surrounding Becky's baby bump. A was Sammy Davis Jr. B was Buddy Holly. And C, of course, was Elvis Presley. So I want to give a shout out to a couple people that did get the answer correct. Unfortunately, I had already recorded the episode. So basically, when I record the episode, I'll get the ones that have posted at the time answer the question correctly. If there's anyone else that's kind of coming, you know, a little answering a little late, I am going to get to you. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be in the next episode, but you will. I promise you, you will get your shout out as promised. (laughs) So Pam and Angel also guest see Elvis Presley. So, congratulations. Alright, so the question I asked for educating Jesse. Here's the trivia question. What poem did Jesse recite to the class? A. The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. B. Oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. Or C. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. The answer, the correct answer is Oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. And I got to give a shout out to Monique and Lauren, who both answered B. You answered correctly. Anyone else who answers later on, I will get to you in the next episode of the Back to School Full House series, which will be Be True to Your Preschool. It's a later episode in season six, and it centers on Jesse and Becky trying to find... Basically, they're trying to enroll Nikki and Alex, who are probably about two at the time. They're trying to get them enrolled into a prestigious preschool called Bountain Hall. They are kind of pressured a little bit by um, another set of parent friends of theirs that have their son Cooper also enrolled in Bountain and just like, hey... Our son is very proficient with the letter recognition, colors, shapes, all that good stuff. You really need to get your kids set up into a good preschool before they start, which I think is what, age four kids start preschool? If they go, it's not necessarily required. I'm sure I probably went to pre-K, which probably also could be called preschool. Also, I didn't do it in the Double Trouble episode, but I want to wish Dave Coulier, Joey Gladstone... A happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I didn't have enough. I, I, I like to try to do an episode and coordinating with the uh, cast's birthday. And not every cast on the, on the show that they don't have always have a birthday episode for every single person. But I will be more prepared next year. I will come up with one for Joey Gladstone. A special, like, Joey-centered episode. Alright, for all you newbies out there who jumped on the Tanner train. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you how you can follow along with the podcast. You can answer trivia questions, get your shout out, the Facebook page, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House Fuller House Podcast, Instagram at OMHC, Full House Fuller House Pod. On Twitter, it's 
OMHC Full House. Or I think Full House Pod. If you'd like to send a, an email to me, I would love to hear hear from you, definitely. At omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Always in the description on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, I do include the email address on there for you guys, too. Also, if you've been listening for a while, if you really love the podcast and want to support it, Go to iTunes, type in Oh My Lanta or Holy Chalupas or even Fuller House. It should come up and leave a five-star review or a rating, whatever you'd like. But each rating and review the show gets, that way it gets it more noticed by other Full House, Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, all right, let's waste no time getting into this episode. Of course, we can't get into the full episode without the cold open. We get a twin bit with Joey. Joey's on the couch with the twins. So Joey's kind of just playing around, you know, lifting one the twin in the yellow shirt's arm and just making these all uh, like uh, oiling the hinges type noises. And he turns to the one in the red shirt. I'm not sure which one's which. And he's like, here, touch my nose. Boink, boink. Er or however he does it's cute and he well because the twin in the yellow and the red shirt really is like chewing on a finger and he's just kind of looking offset to whoever's uh trying to get him to react and joe dave coulier just doing his darndest with the kids just trying to come on look at me look at me and uh the yellow shirt twin is just he's he's laughing and stuff and i notice yeah, the one in the yellow shirt, his eyes are, like, looking up. Clearly, there's a boom mic, like, right above their heads. But I notice when uh, the twin in the yellow shirt lifts up his arm that's right next to Joey, he's got a big, long, I don't know whether it's a scratch or maybe it's, like, an allergic reaction, a rash or something, but he's also got a little something on the side of his his face, too. Yeah, either that's a scrape on his arm, just above his elbow or it definitely looks like it could be some type of a food maybe a uh, allergy a rash something yeah because he's got like this little bumpy red rash just like right where his uh to like the right of his 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 mouth i know i'm fixing i don't know why but it's just interesting how these the quality of these DVDs and even, like, the quality on, like, an HD TV, it's it picks up so much more that you might not have noticed or probably wonder why, why, why are you fixating on it? I'm like, I can't help it. I see it. I'm like, what's going on? The tw- Someone's got an allergic reaction would be my guess, but hey, he's laughing, so he's not, he's not crying about that, uh, he's not crying about that rash or that allergic reaction. He's having a good time. Yellow shirt twin is. So Michelle comes in, because sometimes with the twin bits, I do like to bring Michelle in, because Michelle's always been... The, the the cold open bits usually have always included Michelle. So, of course, now that the twins are walking and babbling, they want to, like, get the cute little blonde twins in there. And, like, oh, let's get the Olsen twin in there interacting with the twins. So, it's, it's adorable. She comes in, but... 
behind the couch, pulls on Joey's ear, says, guys, you're missing the best one. She pulls on his ear, and he goes, and Michelle's like, charge! It's cute, but they're toddlers. They're not going to remember that. Like, oh, yeah, tug on Joey's ear. It makes a sound. So we get a shot of the bridge, and it's dusk because nighttime starting to fall in. We get a little bit of it's well after the beautiful what would have been a beautiful sunset looking over the bay bridge or bay golden gate bridge one of them it's really really anyway we're getting in the house we're in the living room dj is kind of going through she's got 20 stay in school slogan campaign for her stay in school campaign and Kimmy's just kind of throwing out her ideas, seeing what sticks to the wall. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Kimmy is actually taking a personality test in a magazine. That's great. She's like, I'm this close to having a personality. Well, sweetie, you have a personality. It's a goofy personality. She's basically looking at, like, one of those uh, teen 17 magazines. DJ's wearing a blue long sleeve button up shirt with a what looks like the David Cassidy beads the little multicolored beads of course Kimmy wearing my favorite color red she's got what looks like short slash boxers that are white but they have like multicolored like green purple red blue yellow leopard spots on them and she's wearing red socks oh Kimmy you represent my favorite color girl all this stinks. There's no subtitles for this episode. So all 20 of su- suggestions of DJ's stay in school slogans all stink compared to her. Do we get to hear any of them? So Kimmy goes from the chair to sit down next to DJ on the couch. She's like, all right, you need a school stay in school slogan. I got one for you. Lay, lay your ears on this. And it's it's pretty long. It's, it's kind of cute. <laughs> it rhymes a little towards the end. It's called... Be smart and get your schooling, or you'll be living on a couch, burping and drooling. I like the rhyming part. I want to see if there are any stay-in-school slogans. See what's out there. Alright, here are some school slogans. Work together to accomplish more. Open the book to life. A family of learning. Let's see. Your dreams are tied with a key. School unlocks it. I like this one. We teach, you learn, the world benefits. Education is the fruit of all knowledge. Knowledge, learn to love it. Hard work equals a lifetime career. Learn well today, live well tomorrow. School, we build futures. Here's some elementary school slogans. Be young, have fun, learn at school. Want more, I want school. We care, we share, for the future we prepare. Learning rules, get it at school. Building a better world, one student at a time. I like that. Oh, this is cute. Finding a bu- Find a buddy to help you study. Let's be all that we can be with a great education for you and me. Some high school slogans. Hand in hand we learn, take it to the limit. We are the next generation. We learn is our creation. Hooked on learning. The world is in front of you. All you have to do is reach it. Oh, I like that. 
Knowledge expands your horizons. A building with four walls and tomorrow inside. That's a good one, too. Oh, this is good. I like this. Don't worry about word count. Worry about making your words count. Oh, these are so good. I mean, I know they're not exactly stay in school campaigns, but it really, these are just, they're, they're great. Okay, here's some twenty, some uh, catchy slogans for perfect attendance. School isn't boring if you're there. School keeps you safe, educates you, and prepares you for your future. Don't miss out. Show up, grow up, show your class. Stay in school. Oh, I, I like, some of these are just, they're, they're good. Oh, oh, top 25 stay in school quotes. Okay. No brain, no gain, stay in school. But that's by Michael Jordan. Let's see. Yeah, DJ pretty much just rolls her eyes at Kimmy's, like, sitting on the couch, drooling and whatevering. Jesse and Joey come in from, you know, working at the radio station. It's funny how Jesse comes in wearing sunglasses, yet it's dark outside. But he's cool Uncle Jesse, so. So DJ says, hey guys, I'm glad that you're here because I've, we've been working on this campaign. But then she looks at Kimmy like, well, I mean, I've been working on this campaign. Okay, so DJ is a sophomore. Gotcha. Okay, good. And I like how she says, you know, because kids listen to you on the radio, that you guys would be the perfect spokesman for the state and school campaign. Granted, yes, Jesse, immediately the smile is gone from his face and he just absolutely deflates, starts making excuses about why he can't help. Oh, at first she doesn't really say wh what it's for. So DJ says, well, it's a stay in school campaign. And Joey's like, yeah, that's a great cause, don't you think, Jess? And Jesse's like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, good. And Jesse pretty much says, I, I, it's a great cause, but I can't help you. And he starts to walk away. And Joey kind of looks at Jesse and then he apologizes to DJ and Kimmy. Like, girls, I'm sorry. I don't know what's, what's with Jesse. That just is very unlike him. He's normally really gung-ho about, you know, helping, you know, causes like this and, you know, other causes and, and stuff like that. But this one, it's just pretty peculiar. What's going on? I've come up with 20 slogans for the Stay in School campaign, and they're all lame. Hold on, I'm taking a personality test. I'm this close to having a personality. <laughs> Kimmy. Okay. You want to stay in school slogan? How about this one? <coughs> Be smart and get your schooling, or you'll be living on a couch, burping and drooling. <laughs> hey, hey guys, hold on. I'm really glad you're home. We've been working on this campaign. Well, I've been working on this campaign for the sophomore class. And since all the kids listen to you on the radio, we thought you guys would be perfect spokesmen. Spokesmen, huh? Guess that means I can date spokesmodels. <laughs> Indeed, we're there for you. If what exactly are we uh, spokesmen for? Yeah. It's a stay in school campaign. Oh, that's pretty cool. Good cause, huh, Jess? Yeah, that, uh, that's a real nice cause. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help you out with that. Well, why not? I said to have so many things going on, a lot of projects. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I have to paint the house. <laughs> the house was just painted. Oh. Yeah, and it looks great, too. Uh, no, uh, actually, I have to paint the driveway. That's what I have to paint. The driveway doesn't go with the curb at all. It's a whole clashing. You don't paint a driveway, dude. 
Girls, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know what the heck's going on with him. That was really weird. Yeah. I thought your driveway went great with your curb. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like it first before Jesse says, you know, he finds out what the cause is. is the stay in school campaign. He immediately is like, yeah, we're there for you, DJ. Sure. But as soon as she says it's a stay in school campaign, he immediately backs out right away like oh um i i'm really busy i'd like to help you out i'm too busy i uh have to paint the house and dj's like well the house was already painted not to mention that's something you would hire somebody to do you would not unless you're skilled in doing that that's awesome but i and my house isn't painted, it's got vinyl on it, so, <laughs> um, and then he says, well, I have to paint the driveway, paint the driveway, that's weird, that would be ringing bells, like, okay, something's seriously going on, because you don't paint a driveway, well, I don't know, maybe there are people out there that do, he's like, oh, it totally clashes with the curb, and he ends up just leaving the ki the living room and Joey apologizes for Jesse's behavior like girls I'm sorry that's not like Jesse and I like Kimmy's comment like yeah I mean I thought your driveway went great with your curb okay now we go up to Stephanie Michelle's room and this is going to jumpstart plot B which is going to be the shoe tying issue um Danny comes up says hey girls dinner's ready Stephanie is now on, I noticed that because now that she and Michelle are sharing a bed, Stephanie, of course, is where DJ used to be on the side of the room facing the closet in the mirror, and Michelle is now over where Stephanie's bed used to be up against, you know, to the opposite of that little, uh, nook window there but anyway stephanie hops off the bed i notice she just tosses her glasses on the bed i'm like oh boy um that is a great way to break your glasses i mean i know she only needs them to read but it's like you just plop them down on your bed or if you're not paying attention and you go hop on your bed and <laughs> glasses are broken i mean yeah i know they can afford they probably should get a better pair that pair she's been wearing that pair since uh Definitely season four or five, one of them, but it's just, I'll, I'll talk about that when I cover the, um, Stephanie gets, gets framed or whatever that, oh, that episode's got Steve Urkel in it. But anyway, here's plot B. Michelle, of course, having issues with tying her shoes and she's been having Stephanie tie her shoes for her. And not just right before dinner, before school, after school, before dinner, whatever. Either Stephanie's not doing a good job or Michelle is just purposely untying her laces just to have Stephanie tie them. Okay, wow, this is excessive. Stephanie says, I tied your shoes at breakfast on the way to school, on the way back from school, and twice since we've been home. <laughs> Honestly, okay, I gotta ask this question. Um, when you're home, like, and you're not really going anywhere, do you wear your shoes in the house? Um, I really don't. I do walk around mainly barefoot. 
Um, Jeremy, of course, being he's a type 1 diabetic, has to wear slippers because, you know, diabetics have to, you know, protect their feet. It's very important. So he, you're never going to see him just walking around and, you know, stocking feet. Michelle is giving Stephanie crap. Like, well, you're not doing a very good job then. It's like, sweetie, um, you could take this initiative. And learn how to tie your shoes. I remember when I learned how to tie my shoes. It was really, it was, it's an interesting little story how um, I was sitting on the floor in the living room. And I remember it was morning. It was before school was starting. And I remember the sunlight, this beam of sunlight kind of coming across the kitchen floor into the living room on the carpet. And I'm just like. And my mom's in the in the kitchen, and I'm calling out to her like, "Mom, mom, did I get it? Did I get it?" And one time I think I did get it right, but then when she came in, I was redoing it and I messed it up. But overall, I did get it. So I'm gonna play this clip um, as this leads into plot B. I get how she and Jesse's stories parallel against each other because. Yeah, this parallels the fact that Jesse dropped out of high school after only needing one more credit in an English course, and Michelle just relying on other people to tie her shoes or also looking to other methods to have a shoe, wear a shoe with laces and look at other methods to be able to keep the shoes from being untied. But I was kind of thinking about this, like, early this morning while I was trying to fall back asleep. Or even late last night when I was trying to shut my mind off and go to sleep. Um, these thoughts just wiggle into my brain. There is an episode that is very similar to this, in, in the same vein at least. It's from Season 1, Episode 16, entitled... But seriously, folks, in this episode, Joey's convinced that his comic debut in front of a talent scout is jinxed. Well, actually, what happens, he goes in, it's his big night, there's going to be a scout, scouting new talent for HBO specials, and he goes up for his big night. Guess who's in the audience? Phyllis Diller. Now, mind you, I mean, Joey Gladstone, his PG comedy, it's alright, it's alright. Who would you rather have? Honestly, guys, honestly. I mean, Phyllis Diller. Eh, but her humor is for more the over 50 crowd. I mean, Stephanie Michelle go along to support Joey. But they, but Phyllis Diller for, was up there for an hour and a half. By the time Joey gets on, people are pretty much laughed out. Joey bombs, of course, as people, especially the um, HBO agent, walks out. He says... Well, that's it then. You know, I had 10 years to try to make my big break. I failed. I'm going to look for other work, possibly a banker or a, an intern on Wall Street or not Wall Street, but um, stockbroker, stuff like that. Um, DJ in this episode is learning to play the guitar. And unfortunately, she just sees Joey's example of quitting like I tried I failed I'm done as well I'm no good at playing guitar I've tried I'm not getting any better Joey quit what he is doing 
I surely couldn't quit this. So this is kind of in the same, this episode here with Jesse and Michelle is kind of the same thing. I get that they kind of need a plot B so that way Jesse can give encouragement and also get inspiration from Michelle so they both go back to their endeavors and do their best to succeed. We know that Michelle learns to tie her shoe because she's teasing Nikki and Alex down the road like, I'm wearing shoes with laces. They're like, but we have Velcro. Bleh. So, all right, I'm going to play this clip. You're excellent. Why? Because you're 32? Over, under, around the tree. Dad, it's not over, under. It's under, over. Under, over, around the tree. That's a beautiful rendition, honey, but I'm positive that it's over, then, under. Dad, you've been wearing loafers too long. It's definitely under, then, over. Oh, for heaven's sake. Sweetheart, I've been tying my shoes for 30 years. Maybe. I love how the f <laughs> some of the family gets sucked in this whole two sh shoe tying problem. <laughs> With Danny comes up like, hey, um, here, sweetie, I got this great song that's really gonna help you. He puts his foot up on the chair. He's wearing loafers, very thin laces. It's like, over, under, around the tree. Basically, you're making the circle around the loop. And Stephanie jumps right in there. Dad, Dad, no, no. It's not over, under. It's under, over. And it's like, Steph, look, I've been tying my shoes for 30 years. Okay, I think I know. She's like, Dad, no, seriously, you've been wearing loafers too long. Maybe you've been doing it wrong for 30 years. I love how Stephanie comes back with, maybe you've been doing it wrong. Like, she's... <laughs> Michelle just kind of is... It's almost... Her head, like, goes back and forth between Danny and Stephanie having this argument. She's like, wow, um, okay, I'm gonna find help from people that aren't arguing. This shoe-tying debate, if you will. Because Michelle's down the stairs... One shoe on, one shoe in her hand. She goes to Becky, who's setting the table. Like, Aunt Becky, can you show me how to tie my shoe? I never, there was never a song. No one ever taught me a song when it came to um, learning how to tie my shoes. But my grandma did teach me a song that I barely remember about multiplication. Like, six times eight is 48. Uh... Four times six is 24 or something like that. I also learned about the nine method with the fingers. Like, say like three times or nine times three, you go one, two, three, and then put the third finger down and then you see what's on the opposite of the down finger. You got two on one side, seven on the other, it's 27. 
I know you're like, I learned that a long time ago. Well, I just, I thought it was cool. I still use that to this day. But anyway, Becky's got a cute little song. Okay, here's a debate. Here's a question, actually. What song do you like better? The tree song or the bunny boy, bunny boy? I like bunny boy, bunny boy. I think it's cute. Taught me a little song. Oh boy. I hope there's not a tree in it. <laughs> no, but there's a cute little bunny. Here. Hold your shoe up. It goes like this. Bunny boy, bunny boy, around the ear tooth there. Step inside the bunny hole, and I'll show you a pair. See? Bunny ears. Kind of. Okay, Michelle. Oh boy. <laughs> we got it. Okay, Steph. Lame. No wonder she can't tie her shoe. <laughs> Luckily, I just taught her bunny boy, bunny boy. <laughs> bunny boy, bunny boy. <laughs> so offended. This is very complicated. So it seems like bunny boy, bunny boy, it is a cute song. However, really, the only part that seems to be a real struggle is when you... I'm gonna go grab a pair of shoes, or at least one shoe. I'll be right back. Alright, I got a shoe with some laces. I have it on the table. So, what I'm doing, I'm crossing the laces. I'm taking one of the laces, pulling it under the other one, and pulling both laces down. And then I'm going to go and make a right loop with one. Take the left side, cross it over, and then I have a little, a little hole here that I'm going to slip this other through and then pull on both ends and it should come out and it does. The only thing, I, I get what Michelle, the only thing she's really going to have a problem with, which most kids probably would, it's not so much the loop. And I also had an issue with this as a kid. And it's not so much going over, it's the pulling the other part through to make the other loop. Pulling it through that little, that lace hole. Like, because you could pull it out and it could just as easily not have enough slack on the other end or not enough to make a full loop without, you know what I'm saying? It just, I get that part. That's really the only part I under, I bet anything that she's probably struggling with. So, she teaches the Bunny Boy, Bunny Boy song. Like I said, it's cute. Danny and Stephanie still, they've come to a compromise. They do the song over or under around the tree. Pull through the knot or whatever. Hold tight and see. What Danny does the the finger the eye the circles around the eyes it's cute, and Becky's like well no wonder she can't tie her shoes and even when Danny and Stephanie come down Michelle's like oh great here we go again oh my god so Becky says well I just taught her bunny boy bunny boy and Danny just looks at Becky like bunny boy bunny boy 
Ew. Really? <laughs> That's so... He, he just looks slightly offended. Like, huh, that's a wimpy tune. Mine's so much better. Like, <laughs> but anyway, they get disrupted with their shoe tying song debate and Joey and DJ come in and they let the family know, like, there's something going on with Uncle Jesse. He's been avoiding us. We brought up the whole stay in school campaign and he just is making these excuses. Like, he doesn't want to help. And even Becky's like, well, that doesn't sound like Jesse. So I'm going to play this clip. Hey, have you guys seen Jess? <laughs> He's been acting so strange. He just backed out of our stay in school campaign with some weird excuse about having to paint the driveway. Actually, it's not a bad idea. It never did match the curb. Oh, for heaven's sake. I can't believe that Jesse won't help. <laughs> well, there he is. Mm -hmm. Well, honey, we're just concerned. It would mean a lot to DJ if you helped out with your stay in school project. What's the matter with people? I, I told you I'm busy. If I'm busy, I'm busy. That's all. Painting the driveway? That's something against home improvement? <laughs> you know, uh, it really is a good cause. I'm sure it is. stay in school campaign because I didn't stay in school. What? 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 Well, drop out. There. Let's just uh, move on with our lives, okay? You heard the man. Let's move on with our lives. So yeah, DJ and Joey come in like, hey, where's Jesse? Oh, he's coming up from down in the basement. Do you guys check every room in the house? he's right down in the basement. Of course, where else is Jesse? Jesse's a musician, right? He, he doesn't want to face people, so he's going to be doing what he loves, and that's maybe strumming a guitar and just working out his, his angst and frustration and sadness on his, on his guitar. Maybe he's going to, you know, pump out a little Elvis Presley. So Jesse sits himself down at the table and starts getting, like, broccoli or green beans or something. And the family's all looking at him. And he finally looks up and is like, what? Are we going to eat or what? And they, they want to know. It's like, why won't you help DJ with her stay in school campaign? He's like, look, I'm busy, all right? And Danny, of course, brings up the whole, well, yeah, I mean, that's a great idea, painting the driveway, because uh, I always thought it didn't go with the curve. Like, oh, you gotta bring that joke back again. And Jesse trying to make his escape, but luckily there's, like, six people in that house to block all five of those exits. You know, the back door, into the living room, through the laundry room, upstairs, down in the basement, you know. And they're just really, really badgering him. Like, we want to know. This isn't like you, Jesse. He's like, basically, he's like, get off my back. You All right, fine, fine. Because he's backed into a corner. He's like a Wolverine getting ready to strike. He's like, you want to know why? 
I won't help DJ with their stay in school campaign because I didn't stay in school. Are you happy? I'm a dropout. I dropped out of school. And he's like, can we please just get on with our lives? And he just walks out of the kitchen. And the family, the whole time, the family's got their arms crossed. When Jesse says, I didn't stay in school. I'm a dropout. And the whole family just looks at each other like this is the biggest news to break since. It, it, it just, it's so shocking to them. Like, how could we not have known? I mean, he helped little Michelle with her graduation thing in season four. The preschool graduation song had no issues then. Like, oh gosh, I'm helping my little niece graduate from preschool. I didn't graduate. Stephanie was more broken up about it because she wasn't getting, you know, going, I'm only going into from third grade to fourth grade. But you know this guy, this is a large family. If you got a deep dark secret, odds are this family is gonna pump it out of you. There are no secrets in the Tanner house. There's no privacy in the Tanner house. I think the family, when Jesse leaves, they do feel a little bit bad. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have pushed him too hard, you know? This is a cute moment between Jesse and his twin, Nikki and Alex, who I think they gotta be at least maybe two by this time. And the twins are on these little, um, they're almost like a PlayStation, no, not a PlayStation video game thing, but like a little thing that you can sit in it and it's kind of can rock you back and forth like not a seesaw but it's got a seat in it and then it also has like a little yellow lever on the side that you can crank something it's got a, like a little but from what i'm seeing from the back of it and it's got like little buttons you can push and stuff like it's, it's and it's got a little phone attached and jesse's got his own phone he's like hello my cute little sons how are you say hi okay it's time for bed now <laughs> it's so cute. I want to play. It's adore. I love how he is with his little boys. Hello, my cute little son. <coughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, listen. It's time for you guys to go bed. Go I bed. Let's go to bed now. Go okay. Go bed. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, listen, guys. Uh, before it's the streets, I might as well tell you, uh, the old man's a high school dropout. Nah, who needs a diploma anyway, right? I mean, does that put food on your on your plate and diapers on your little tushies? I don't think so. The old man's doing okay, huh? I mean, granted, I'm no Albert Einstein, but who'd want to be with that hair? <laughs> contain that egg. <laughs> What's really important to me is is what you guys think and I, I'm guessing you love me with me about the time, huh? So Jesse mentions to Nikki and Alex who don't even know what school is, um, that he is a dropout. And he's like, you guys probably love me either way. I mean, with or without a diploma, right? I don't think I 
Yeah, they, they, they do. I mean, if you didn't woke up tomorrow had no hair, they would love you regardless because you're their father. And he, he, the, the logic of, you know, who needs a diploma, you know, I put diapers on your little tushies and food on your plate so you're not starving and you're not running around with nothing on. You know, he provides the essentials. And I'm just thinking, I'm surprised he didn't bring up the whole fact of, like, you know, I was able to start an advertising company by myself without a diploma and, and stuff like that. And it was so cute how he kissed them goodnight. I noticed the, um, from the season one opener, Come Fly With Me. Remember how the twins were playing on that little, uh, paper drum set? I noticed that drum set is now up in the twins' bedroom. On the other side of the door, Becky is listening in as he's saying goodnight to the twins. And on the outside of the door, there's a little sign that says Baby Zone, enter at your own risk. That's really cute. Also, to the right of the door, we get this really cool picture, framed picture that says Summer in Paradise. And it just looks like... Um, it's got, like, dolphins and other sea creatures... What is that? Um, that's maybe that's supposed to represent the sun. There's some clouds there and stuff. A lot of green. Oh, I like the the sun in the clouds. It's really cute. They have a little skylight in the twins' bedroom that is stained glass. It's really cute. So Becky kind of wanna she wants to know what's going on here. And she's like, "Honey, is there anything you care to talk about?" He's like, "Oh no, I can't think of a thing." And she's like, I can't believe you didn't tell anybody that you didn't, you know, graduate high school. And he's like, oh, well, it never came up in conversation in the last ten years. And he goes to head downstairs, because they're up in the apartment, and she's like, oh, no, no, you are not getting out of this that easily. Like, talk to me. I love where Becky is coming from as a supportive wife, and she's just like, it's true. It's like, honey, I'm your best friend. We tell each other everything. This is a big thing to leave out. And I gotta, guys, I gotta ask this. How could you seriously, could your spouse hide from you that they didn't graduate high school? I think that is a big red... F I think that that is something that would definitely come up in conversation. That's probably, like, one of... Maybe not on the first date, but maybe on the second or third. You know, when you eventually start talking about... Once you've been together long enough that you start planning your future together and what you see yourselves doing and, you know... Your pretend, naming your pretend kids and building in your mind your dream house and your wonderful careers that you're going to have. This would be a roadblock in actuality because what really, even McDonald's is going to probably require you to have a high school diploma at this point. I'm sure they would. That is probably one of the Many things that they ask on an application is, are you a graduate? Do you did you how much schooling have you had? Stuff like that. Let's continue with the Jesse Becky conversation as they play this clip. So Jess, anything you care to talk about? Can't think of anything. Jess, I can't believe you never told anyone you didn't graduate. 
graduate high school. Good. Just didn't come up in the conversation over the past uh, seven years. Oh, no, no. You are not getting away with that again. You and I are best friends. We tell each other everything. <coughs> Won't you please tell me what happened? <laughs> I sense embarrassed about this. It, it was my senior year, and uh, I don't know, I was, was playing a lot, of, a lot of shows with my band, and I just got this new motorcycle, and I don't know, it was just a lot more fun than going to English class with Mr. Pearson. I used to start each class with, reading a good books lately. <laughs> no. Yeah. He said that? Yeah. <laughs> no, this guy was a killer, man. I, you know, he, he made us memorize this poem, Oh, Captain, My Captain. And when I got up to recite it, the guy just tore me to shreds because I, because I forgot a few words. How many words? Everything after Oh, Captain, My Captain. <laughs> the point is that he, that he really made me look like an idiot, and all the kids were laughing at me, and I, I just I asked him if I'd go to the bathroom, and I, I never came back. <laughs> well, you're only missing one class. You could go back and make that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What am I going to say? I got locked in the stall and I just now got out? Sweetheart, what are you going to tell Nikki and Alex? <laughs> what if one day they want to drop out of school? Well, I just talked to them about it. They're totally cool. How about you? Are you totally cool? Could be cooler. <laughs> I'm proud of being a dropout. So drop back in. Uh, it's too late and I'm too old. You're right. You can't do it. No, I could do it. If I wanted to, I could do it. Well, then do it. I just, I just want to make my own decisions, that's all. Well, then make a decision. What do you want? I want that diploma. Then go get it. Then I'm going to get it. All right, honey. <laughs> I am so proud of you. You walked right into that one. This was my decision, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back to school. Come on, Jess. You've been here with her probably wait 20 years to go back to school. So she's like, honey, we tell each other everything. Won't you please tell me what happened? And I love how he finally does give in. He takes her by the hand. He sits on the arm of the couch. And he explains how it was his senior year of high school. He had one class left. He was playing a lot of gigs with his band. He'd just gotten a new motorcycle, which... I don't see what that has to do with um, not being in class unless he had to get a job to make payments on this motorcycle would be my guess. I mean, but, um, he just said, well, it's a lot funner than going to uh, English class. So he's got one class that he has to make up and I'm thinking, okay, so one class is what? Probably four months is that's a semester, right? So like, say you start a class in September and then in January, you're going to have like a, you know, bunch of different classes possibly and stuff like that. So it's only four months, man. And then he said he was playing a lot of shows with his band. Like, dude, you're like 17. What shows are you playing? And how are his parents not getting on his case? Like, Jesse, well, that's probably why he ended up working for his dad with the exterminator business. His dad didn't care if he had a diploma or not. It's like you're working for the family business. Got to pay off that motorcycle you just bought. So this old fart, this old coot, Mr. Pearson, the English teacher, who should be either dead or retired by this time, but he's not. I mean, Jesse said it. He's been out of school for 11 years. This guy should be living the life somewhere, you know, retired.
And Jesse's like, this guy used to start his class with writing good books lately. <laughs> and Becky's like, really? He said that? And Jesse's like, yeah, this guy was such a jerk, man. I love how he's careful. You know, he and Becky just have that, like, he's like, almost like he's talking to a, a good friend. Well, they're best friends. He's like, can you believe that? I mean, just this guy was just on my case all the time. He never made it easy. And Jesse brings up the time where um, Jesse had to recite the poem, Oh Captain, My Captain. And he forgot a few lines. And Becky's like, well, how many did you forget? And he's like, oh, well, just everything after Oh Captain, My Captain. And the guy just ripped me to shreds. I was so embarrassed. The kids were laughing at me. I asked for the bathroom pass, and I just never went back. I love how Becky is just kind of, as Je Jesse's just kind of, you know, rehashing this painful situation. Becky's just being a supportive wife. You know, just patting his hair. His, you know, just like, honey, I'm here for you. Just, just, just let it out. And pain and the, and the embarrassment. And we'll hug. So I'm also looking in the background while Jesse and Becky are talking. There is a framed photo of Jesse and Becky. It's basically a shot from the scene of the wedding part two where Jesse and Becky are at the altar. They're facing each other. You also have the reverend that is right in front of them. It's been, and also, I noticed like, on the walls and like in previous episodes, there are scene pictures from past episodes. Like the one with DJ and Rocket the Horse from season two. And just other things. But one thing in particular I see like on a on a shelf or a bookshelf. It's like oh it's not so much a lava lamp, but like a glitter lamp. It's mainly made out of like 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 metal, but then there's like maybe four inches of like sparkle brightness, almost like it's a little lamp. And Becky says, honey, you're only missing one class. You could just go back and make that up. So Jesse thinks, oh, what am I going to say if I go back and he's my teacher? Oh, I got locked in the stall and I just now got out ten years later. And Becky brings up a good point. She's like, honey, what are you going to tell Nikki and Alex when they get to high school and it gets too hard for them and they want to drop out? And Jesse's like, oh, I just talked to them about it. It was like, we're totally cool. It's like, dude, they're two. They don't know what school is yet. And Becky's like, how about you? Are you totally cool? He's like, well, I could be cooler if I got the diploma. I'm like, yeah, dude, get, go back and get the diploma. It's four months. And he says, I'm not proud of being a dropout. And she's like, honey, well, then drop back in. And his excuse is, oh, it's too late and I'm too old. It's been too long. It's like, dude, your mom was taking college courses, Jesse. So it is not too late. And his mom at the time's probably, what, like maybe 50-some years old? She's going taking college courses, man. She can do it. She's going to college. You can finish a class. A class. Four months. Tops. That is if he, like, had to recite that poem on the first day of class and said, can I go get the pass to the bathroom and never came back. I love how Becky does the reverse psychology on Jesse. And she's like, oh, right, honey, you, you can't do it. And he's like, no, I can do it. And she's like, well, then go do it. And Jesse's like, well, I just want to make my own decision. And she's like, fine, make a decision. What do you want? And he's like, I want that diploma. And she's like, well, go get it.
And he's like, that's it, then I'm going to get it. And she hugs him like, all right, honey, thank you. And he's like, uh, this is was still my idea, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I like that she kind of does, like, like, the one way to kind of to push him into doing this is the old reverse psychology. And he falls for it. But hey, if he gets his butt back in that seat in school, then do, whatever you're going to do, right? Also, I notice in the scene that Jesse is wearing two silver crosses. One's a bigger one, one's a smaller one. And then it looks like he's got, like, one of those, like, thumb rings also. I mean, Jesse's a, a rock and roller, and everyone's got their own taste of how they like to dress and everything. And in my in my mind, for a second, I was just, at first I thought I saw, like, a bigger cross, silver cross and then two smaller silver ones it made me think like one was for him and becky and the other two for were like nikki and alex kind of like you know how um parents get like um uh, either a necklace or a ring or something with their children's birthstone or their spouse's birthstone i don't have anything mine's a really ugly color it's like period or something light green it's not i it's not, I don't like it. I don't like the color. It's like, come on, you couldn't give me something better, like ruby or sapphire? I would have even went for purple. But lime green? Really? So, in the next scene, the family is all downstairs. They have a good luck Jesse banner that Joey's hanging. It's light blue with black lettering. It also has a graduation cap at the end of Jesse, and Danny's like, oh, Joey, your end's a little low, and he thinks that Danny's talking about his butt, like, oh, well, I have been using my Heine master, it's like, no, the sign, goofball. So Steve comes over, he's like, hey, has your Uncle Jesse left for night school yet? And DJ's like, no, no, he's been working on his hair since six o'clock, and Steve's like, you mean he's been working on his hair for over an hour? And DJ's like, no. He's been working on his hair since 6 a.m. He's been so focused on it. He wants it to be perfect, which you're going to night school, guy. I really don't. These are all going to be, like, mainly adults that just want to go back to complete a class. No one's going to be like, oh, look at that guy's hair. But somebody does recognize Jesse when he goes there. Someone who happened to see his show. So Michelle comes in holding her shoe by the lace. She's like, I got it! And the whole family turns to look at her, and she's talking about the song. She's not saying, like, oh, I got it, I finally tied my shoe. No, she memorized the song. Which, I mean, it's a pretty long song, to be honest. I bet a person could probably tie and untie their shoes in twice in the amount of time it takes to finish that song. You know, I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently there is a record for the fastest uh, shoe tire. There's even a Guinness record for most people tying their shoes. This is October of last year. Most people tying their shoes as 467 was 467 was achieved by Victor Bay and the PAP Community Foundation, both Singapore at Buena Vista Community Club. That's really cool. And it was done as a, um, as a fun charity event. Oh, that's really cool. 
I didn't know it was a thing. That would be a fun thing to, like, post, like, on this, um, Full House social media for the podcast. I would love to see if you guys could do that and see if you can beat a record of what, how many, how long it takes you. I should even do that. I think I might do that. That just sounds like it could be fun, and then other people could try to beat my... My, my time and stuff like that. And the audience is, like, so happy for Michelle. And Danny goes over, hugs her, and gives her a kiss on the cheek. It's like, honey, I'm so proud of you. Now let me see you tie your shoe. And she's like, my shoe? I just learned the song. Granted, Cammy's like, oh, here, Squirt, let me show you how to... No, no, Cammy, please. No, for the love of all that is holy, do not take off your shoe. The whole family, except for Jesse, Becky, and the twins, cover their face and practically vacate the room. It's like, she could clear an umpteen mile radius. People down the street are probably getting that wafting skunk spray odor. That's gonna burn their nose hairs out. That is going to... Any sense of smell they had is now completely gone. Has your Uncle Jesse left for night school yet? No, he's still upstairs. He wants his hair to be perfect. He's been doing it since 6 o'clock. For an hour? Since 6 o'clock this morning. <laughs> I got it! Over, under, around the tree. Swing past the knot, hopeful, and see. That's great, Michelle! <laughs> Fantastic! Wow, all that practicing really paid off. Now let me see you tie your shoe. My shoe? I just learned the song. <laughs> Here, Squirt. Let me show you the Gibbler way to tie your shoe. Oh, oh, put that shoe back on, girl. Gibbler, put that shoe on before you set off the smoke alarms. You're going to kill us all. Hey, here he is, <laughs> America's newest high school student. That is such an empty bag. It's oldest high school student. Oh, shut up, Kimmy. <laughs> I'm in such a great mood. I'm so excited about going back to school. I, I even stayed up all night memorizing this poem. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. Hey, is, is that from Star Trek 1 or 2? Neither. From Walt Whitman. Oh, Captain, my captain, she's breaking up. I've got my head more power. Your information, it's by a guy named Walt Whitman, one of America's finest poets. Steve and I got you this thesaurus. Right. Well, uh, actually, uh, DJ picked it out. And... DJ paid for it, but uh, I drove her to the mall. <laughs> Jess, we're all really proud of you. Takes a lot of guts to do what you're doing. Going back to school. No, being late for your first class. Yeah, you gotta get there, buddy. You don't want to make a bad first impression. Hey, hey, thanks, guys, for everything, and uh, see you after school. Watch out for the big kids at recess. <laughs> there will be no recess. There will not be no big kids. <laughs> Stephanie's like, go, Gibbler, put your shoe back on before you set off the smoke alarm. Jesse and Becky come down the stairs. Jesse's carrying a black bag. And, of course, the zipper is just, the bag is, like, hanging open. You can clearly tell there's, like, nothing in this bag. It's completely empty. Of course, Kimmy, you gotta get your digs in, right? Like, hump, though. America's oldest high school student. Well, you don't know that, Kimmy. You don't know. There could be people older than Jesse there. I gotta say, I love Jesse's glasses. They're, 
like, flecked with gold. They're, like, thin wire glasses. And I like them so much better than the ones he had in season one that were your typical, like, big 80s glasses that the frames are, like, really thick and just really not great looking. <laughs> Jesse's even, he's got a tie, a white shirt on. Of course, he's got to wear that leather jacket. His hair looks perfect. He's excited about going back. And he stayed up all night memorizing the Oh Captain, My Captain speech by Waltman. Well, the thing is, Steve, of course, is like, oh, is that from Star Trek 1 or 2? And Joey makes a joke saying, oh, it's from tr uh, number 2. Or So Joey gets to do a, uh, is it, is it S Scotty from Star Trek? I got to I got to look that up or Star Trek fans are going to beat down my door and like, how dare you? How dare you get that wrong? Guys, I did see the Star Trek movies, the newer ones, because I had R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. I loved him. He was such a great actor. That's the only reason I went to see these new ones for Anton. Okay, I was right. It was Scott Montgomery. Scotty Scott is a fictional character in the science fiction franchise Star Trek. First portrayed by James Duhin. His occupation, engineer, organization, Starfleet, species, human. Oh, and Simon Pegg was in the movies. Okay. But not that surprised that Steve doesn't really know that it's by Walt Whitman, Oh Captain, My Captain. And I'm not saying just because he's a jock he wouldn't know poetry and stuff like that, but maybe he his class hasn't gotten to the Walt Whitman, the Edgar Allan Poe segment yet. And this is so sweet. DJ says she that she and Steve got Jesse of the Thor so thesaurus <laughs> to help him like for papers and stuff like that. And actually Steve mentions, well, DJ picked it up, but I did drive her to the mall. So and Steve's wearing this lavender colored shirt with like um a teal t-shirt underneath. And it's funny how only Two buttons on the bottom are fastened, and the rest is just open. It's like, why not just have the entire shirt exposed? Why the two buttons on the bottom? I know, I'm harping. So we cut out to the outside of the school, and it really does look like Fraser Street Elementary, only it has a white sign saying, Adult Evening Classes. I just looked up a list of famous people that dropped out of high school. Vidal Sassoon, George Foreman, Francois Pignot. This guy is the third richest man in France. And he owns fashion house such as Gucci. He currently has a net worth of $15 billion. Kirk Kirkorian had a hand in making Caesar's Palace and the MGM Grand Hotel. David Karp. Alright. He founded Tumblr, later sold it to Yahoo. Dave Thomas of Wendy's. Charles Dickens. Albert Einstein. Jesse mentions Albert Einstein when he's talking to Nikki and Alex because of the hair and everything. Walt Disney? Really? Abraham Lincoln? Wow. I didn't know that. That's really cool. 
So, I mean, even if you do drop out, you can always go back. Jesse thinks it's been 10 years, it's too long. It's like, dude, no, you can go back. Think of how much more you can do with a diploma. You know, my sister dropped out of high school when um, she had gotten pregnant with her first child. And, but she did go back years later and she got her diploma. She had to go to night school and stuff, but she did it. And now she has her own business. So we see the classroom. There is an array of a, a mix of different people, diversity, nationality, nationality, ages. There is a young man in a red button-up who is the one that mentions that he saw Jesse at one of his shows. Granted, Jesse's like, oh, well, try not to be, make a big deal. I mean, I really don't want people knowing that I'm going back to night school. So kind of keep it on the DL. So Jesse sits in the front row, and of course, sitting next to him is a man in a light blue polo shirt. He's wearing, like, the, the black, basic black glasses. He looks to be maybe in his mid-40s. See, everybody... There is no age discrimination when it comes to going back and getting your diploma. Everyone is there because they need to be there for a reason. No matter what that reason is, no one needs to be shamed for wanting an education or wanting to further or continue their education. So as soon as Jesse's like, try not to make a big deal out of, you know, me being here, the guy's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, man. And Jesse, of course, is like, oh, okay, you make a big deal of it. And the guy's like, I like what you did with that keyboard where you, like, put your, like, leg up on it and just kind of, you know, run it along the keys of the keyboard. And Jesse's, like, doing demonstrations about, you know, sliding his leg back and forth and all that stuff. And right then, of course, is when the teacher, the old crone, decides to show up. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get your foot up on the table there. Sit down, dude. You're already making a bad impression. Yeah, he knows Jesse. Yep. Genteel and elegant as that of a Viking. Thank you, sir. 
move on from the ridiculous to the sublime. Continue our discussion of the red badge of courage. So, the other guy that was talking to Jesse in the red shirt, he immediately sits down and you see that teacher come right in there. Jesse, of course, is running his leg back and forth across the top of the desk, demonstrating his Bruce Lee meets Liberace style of keyboard playing with the foot. And this guy goes right up to Jesse. This He remembers Jesse. He's like, read any good books lately? And Jesse stops what he's doing. He's like, oh, <laughs> Mr. Pearson, <laughs> you remember me. Like, yep, I recall you asked for the pass years ago and you never came back. Jesse tried to make light of this and say, oh, well, <laughs> they were out of toilet paper, so I figured I'd just, you know, drop out. The guy is definitely insulting Jesse. This guy, but then again, he's probably used to dealing with kids that don't take this serious. But then again, what kid does take schooling seriously? I mean, he's used to Jesse's attitude. He's probably like, great, this guy has not changed just based on what I saw when I walked in here. He's messing around. He's making a bunch of racket. But Jesse is out to try to prove that he has changed. He's more mature. He's there to learn and get his diploma and move on with his life. And we learned that the class has been in session for at least a week, so Jesse is now behind. Thank goodness you decided to go back now and put not put it off another week. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't... They probably say you'll have to wait until the next semester to sign up. So he tells Jesse, like, you got a lot of catching up to do. I suggest you pay attention. The teacher goes up to his desk, opens his briefcase, pulls out the red badge of courage as Jesse is writing the title down. So Jesse raises his hand and says, excuse me, sir, do we need to know dates for tests? Of course, the teacher says, there are no tests. However, yes, you will need to... Remember dates. Because Jesse just, as soon as guy's like, nope, there are no tests, Jesse's like, well, don't need this anymore, starts crinkling the paper up. And as soon as the teacher says, you will have to remember dates, Jesse's like, oh, excuse me. Okay, good. He says, only examinations of the mind in the form of essays, and yes, you will need to remember dates. This guy, let's talk about this guy for a second here. He looks very frail. He has snow white hair parted on the side. He's got a bow tie. He's got a typical professor look to him with a tweed jacket. Probably got the leather patches on the elbows. He's got a black vest with a white shirt. This guy definitely plays the part. This guy could be frolicking somewhere in Florida on the beach. Instead, he's like, look, I'm having a great time. I love what I do, educating the youth of tomorrow and the adults that want to come back and complete their education. I love schooling them in old literature, classic literature. But Jesse's going to get smart here as he whispers to the guy with the 40-year-old guy next to him and says, I just said no. And the guy, um, teacher, a professor just automatically picks up on Jesse's 
disrespectfulness. I mean, I get it. You're trying to be funny. You're trying to... He's trying to impress people. And everyone else is... You know, they've been there a week. They're there to learn and get what they can out of this class. I mean, I'm not going to say that the guy, the professor, isn't kind of... He's got it in for Jesse big time. But Jesse isn't exactly making things helpful for the other he's distracting the other students he's distracting the teacher from teaching now he's had to break away twice from talking about the red badge of courage because he's had to answer jesse's questions and his sarcastic remarks so i'm going to play this clip wasn't that about ten years ago I gave you a pass to the bathroom? Yes, yes it was. Uh, uh, they were out of toilet paper, so I figured, what the heck, I'll quit school. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down now. To starting this class a week after the others, I suggest you pay extra attention. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, hey, I'm a new man, sir. No more screwing up. I'm here to kick butt. I see your English is still as genteel and elegant as that of a Viking. Thank you, sir. Let us move on from the ridiculous to the sublime. <coughs> Continue our discussion of the Red Badge of Courage. The Red Badge of Courage. Even Crane published this narrative in 1895. Excuse me, sir. Now, do we need no dates for tests? There are no tests. Only examinations of the mind in the form of essays. Yes, you will need to know dates. Could have just said yes or no. Mr. <laughs> Katopoulos, are you going to be a miscreant all your life? I don't know. Oh, now we gotta wait while you pull out your thesaurus and look the word up. No, sir, no, I'm not going to be a troublemaker, uh, rabble-rouser, ne'er-do-well, or knave. <laughs> I don't know why you're here, Mr. Katsopoulos, but since you have presented me with the challenge of teaching you once again, I suggest that you open your mind and shut your yap. Yeah. In this class, you will read four <laughs> novels, you will do an oral presentation as well as an in-depth analysis, 15 pages single-spaced, of your favorite American author, should you know one. For your information, sir, I do know one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Walter Whitman. I'd like to do a poem right now, if I may. It goes something like this. <clears throat> oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. I am impressed, Mr. Katzoffers. Why, uh, thank you, Mr. Pearson. <laughs> Would you mind tell the class what it means? <laughs> yeah, you didn't think you would ask that question? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Uh, well, it's about this, uh, this captain and, and about his fearful trip. And it was done. It was finished. And uh, uh, they got out of the rack and they, they won a prize. They, they all won a prize. <laughs> Actually, Mr. Katsopoulos, this poem is about Abraham Lincoln. Oh, well, why don't they just call it, Oh, Lincoln, my Lincoln? I suggest you sit down, Mr. Katsopoulos, very slowly, so you won't injure your brain. Mm. 
might as well go to the bathroom. It's right where you left it. Dude, just take the lumps and sit down! See you in ten years. So, as soon as Jesse makes that snide remark, I could have said yes or no, the teacher just slams the book shut. Like, excuse me, Mr. Katsopoulos? Are you going to be a miscreant all your life? And Jesse's like, uh, miscreant. And he goes back, pulls out the thesaurus that DJ bought for him, looks up miscreant. He's holding up the class. This guy has to stop what he's doing and make a remark every time Jesse says some snide comment. It's like, or you could just ignore him and keep teaching the class. They're both really getting on each other's nerves. Well, Jesse is definitely getting on that guy's nerves. But then again, he sees Jesse for the same 17-year-old teenager who didn't give a rip about class to stay in it in the first place is just going to start making snide remarks whenever this guy opens his mouth. And Jesse starts reading the definition like, no, it will not be a troublemaker, rabble-rouser, or knave. And he gets a chuckle from the class, but it's more of a, dude, come on, we're here to, like, earn our diploma. What are you doing other than holding up the class? And the teacher just goes over to Jesse and says, Mr. Katsopoulos, I don't know why you're here other than to create problems and disrupt my classroom, but since you've given me the challenge of teaching you again, here's four thick volumes of classic literature you will have to read. Write. 15 pages, single-spaced, typed. Basically, yes, he's going to write essays on these four classic books, write what you got out of them, basic analysis, all that stuff. I just look at those books, I'm like, I bet that print in those books are very, very tiny. So he just silences Jesse with, open your mind and shut your yap. Yeah, he's going to read four novels, do an oral presentation, a 15-page essay, typed, single-spaced. Uh, single Jesse does not even take those books with him, I don't think, when he leaves. He just grabs his bag and leaves, but... In-depth analysis! So you really, you can't skip and read the Cliff Notes version. you got to, like, read the books and actually write what you're reading, like, what you're getting from it and what you feel like the story's about and what the true meaning behind the book is and everything. Oh, about his favorite American author. He's got to write a paper on that. Should you know one? And of course, Jesse's like, like, oh, I'm going to show him. Oh, of course I have a favorite American author. My favorite, Walt Whitman. I'm sure you all are aware of this man. And I'm going to recite a poem of his entitled, Oh, Captain, My Captain. Jesse recites the poem, and the guy's astonished that Jesse even remembers it, or that he even knows it. And the fact that Jesse is surprised when the teacher asks, well, can you tell me what the poem is about? Well, you didn't think that he was going to let you get away with just reciting the poem, did you? No, he's going to test your knowledge of what is the meaning of the poem. Who was it about? This and that, you know? That's interpretation. I'm sure those poets back in the day, when they were writing this stuff, did not think, oh, hundreds of years from now, 
students are just going to be sitting in classrooms analyzing the true meaning of my poems when all I was doing was, like, trying to earn a living. So Jesse pretty much just read a short version. This is what I'm getting. Alright, I'm going to try to speed read. Oh, Captain, my Captain by Walt Whitman. Oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful, fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every wreck. The prize we sought is won. The port is near, the bells I hear, the people all exulting. While follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But oh, hark, 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 oh, the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my captain lies, fallen and fallen cold and dead. O captain, my captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up for you, the flag is flung, for you, the bugle trills. For you, bouquets and ribboned wreaths, for you, the shores are crowding. For you, they call the swaying mass, the eager faces turning. Here, captain, dear father, this arm beneath your head. It is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. My captain does not answer, his lips are pale and still. My Father does not feel my arm. He has no pulse nor will. The ship is anchored safe and sound. Its voyage closed and done. From fearful trip, the victor ship comes in with object one. Exult, O shores, and ring, O bells. But I lie, <clears throat> excuse me, but I with mournful tread walk the deck my captain lies falling cold and dead. Well, you know what? I can understand why they didn't read the entire thing, but wow. Oh, Captain, My Captain was authored by famous American poet Walt Whitman. It is alluded to President Abraham Lincoln's death in 1865. The poem was a part of his controversially famous collection of poems, Leaves of Grass. Yeah, he only got the first few lines of the poem, and I probably, watching this episode, probably thought that that's all... That, that was probably the entire poem. I never thought to question that it could have been longer than that. Granted, this episode is only 20, what, 24 minutes long? If they'd went with the entire poem, that would have ate up at least a few more minutes. We gotta get to Michelle's shoe-tying debacle. Because there's more to that story. As she and Jesse's dropout story intertwined and inter interweave with each other. So, the teacher, at least, he commends Jesse. He's like, I'm impressed, Mr. Katsopoulos. And Jesse's like, oh, boy, thank you, sir. And, of course, the smile, the smirk on Jesse's face is gone as soon as the teacher asks, would you care to tell the class what the poem means? So just like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, sure, I'll tell you. So anybody could get the simple explanation, which Jesse is explaining about this captain and his fearful trip with his men. And his journey was finished, it was done, they got out of the rack, and they all won a prize. Wow, that, mm, a first grader could have picked that up. From just the words alone, there's nothing that he's giving any real an analyst behind the words. Like, But, but surprisingly, he, and, and Jesse didn't know that it was by actually a poem about Abraham Lincoln. And... I wouldn't have known that either. 
And I kind of wonder where Jesse probably got like a book of poems from the library or something like that, a collection of famous poems. And I doubt, unless there was like analysis to it and like that little um, asterisk at the bottom of a page that like lists like certain things that are supposed to be important. So Jesse tries to make fun of this and says, well, why didn't they just call it a Lincoln, my Lincoln? And the teacher's like, okay, you know, I suggest you sit down carefully so you don't hurt your brain. Jesse, immediately seeing everyone laughing at him, flashes back to his senior year of high school. It's happening all over again. And he's like, can I get the pass to the bathroom? And the teacher's like, well, it's right there where you left it. Jesse grabs his bag, doesn't bother to take the books, and he's... Right before he opens that door to go out in the hall, he says, See ya in another ten years. Like, dude, I get you're embarrassed. And I'm not going to say that he 100% brought all of this humiliation onto himself, but he kind of did in a way. It's like, dude, you were determined from the get-go, you're going to be Mr. Cool, you're going to try to impress these people that are only there to learn, and you got called out for it. That guy's gonna play your game every day of the week. He's gonna call you shot for shot. Like, you wanna disrupt my class? Great. I'll play your game. But eventually it's like, I have a job to do. These other people are here because they want to get a diploma. Why you're here, I don't know. And it's like, Jesse, if you want to prove that you've changed and you're serious about this, you sit your butt in that chair, you shut your yap, and you listen to what that man has to say. You do the work, you hand in the homework, you get the diploma, you part ways with that old man, and you never look at each other again. You'll never cross paths. Now we come back to the house. It's clearly, I mean, it's after dinner time. Michelle comes in, sits on Danny's lap. He takes her shoe in his hand and it's like, how's the two, sh the, the, <laughs> Why can't I talk? How's the shoe tying, Michelle? She's like, pizza cake. And we look down at the shoe, because Joey's like, what's that glob of pink stuff on your shoe? That kid's bubblegum. She just ruined that shoe along with the laces. That stuff is sticky. You're never going to get that gum out of those laces. They're always going to be sticky. They'll collect dirt and dust and just look gross. She wound a perfectly good shoe. But then she, of course, is like, do you have this stapler handy? <laughs> no, you don't want a stapler, kiddo. That is gonna hurt. She even used Play-Doh and said it didn't stick. Well, of course it didn't. You know, one way they could actually have taught her instead of, you know, teaching the songs, which, of course, you know, they were cute and all, and they're showing her by tying the shoe themselves. Why don't you have the child... Step by step, have them learn to tie as you're ex instructing them what to do. Isn't it sometimes easier if someone's trying to show you how to do something? You're not really so much... When I'm being told how to learn something new, someone will demonstrate it for me and then they'll walk me through the process as I'm doing it myself. It may take me a few tries, but I eventually get it. And he tells her, honey, forget about the stapler, all right? The only way you're going to learn how to tie your shoe is if you keep practicing. And all the time that she's resorting to these me methods of bubblegum, the stapler, the Play-Doh, she could be learning to tie her shoe. You know you got to wrap one 
end around that loop and then get it through the little holes. The little hole getting that through, that loop through is probably the hardest part. So plot, I'm going to call this plot C, right? Or would you refer to it as plot B? Because this was really plot B, I guess you could, I don't know, plot B, C, whatever. The whole thing with the school slogan, Jesse, not Jesse, what? Mm. I'm sorry, it's like 1.30 in the afternoon. I have to eventually get my brain into work mode, but, um, hmm. Steve, DJ, Kimmy, come running down the stairs, all ja jabbering at each other, blah, 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 blah. It's mainly Kimmy and DJ that are jabbing at each other. Steve, of course, is like, they've been arguing so much, I can't hear myself chew. Because he's chomping on an apple. And they're both arguing about the best slogan for the Stay in School campaign. Why is it just up to the two of them? Why can't you throw in a few suggestions and have the school committee, the school itself, maybe vote on the on the slogans? I mean, why does it have to just be up to them? Why can't it be a school vote? Unless no one else really cares. They're like, yeah, you just pick whatever slogan you want and that's what we'll go with. As long as it's school appropriate. No butt gluing in seats. No butts. These two can't decide on a slogan. They're arguing so much I can't even hear myself chew. <laughs> Why don't we put it to a vote? And please be fair. Don't let me influence you in any way. <laughs> you can't buy my vote. But you can rent it for an hour. <laughs> okay, here is my slogan. People who are smart finish what they start. Stay in school. <laughs> and now the second choice, the only choice. Stay in school. Don't be an idiot. Don't drop out even if you have to glue your butt to a chair. That's too long. You need something short. Catching. <laughs> okay, it's voting time. What do you think? DJ. 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 Kimmy. <laughs> Steve. What? I, I like that gluing your butt part. You would. So Kimmy, of course, DJ wants to put it to a vote. Kimmy, of course, is trying to buy Stephanie's vote by rubbing a dollar under Stephanie's nose. Like, here you go. You want this dollar? Vote for me. Like, that's not how you... That's not fair at all. <laughs> but Stephanie's like, well, you can't buy my vote, but you can rent it for a dollar. Granted, Stephanie gives a dollar back saying she votes for DJ. Everybody, except for DJ's boyfriend, who votes for Kimmy's slogan because he likes the gluing your butt part. So DJ says people who are smart finish what they start. I like it, but what if people take offense and say, what are you saying? I'm not smart. Are you saying I'm stupid? I don't know. I mean, I like it, but I just feel like in today's world, people would probably, like, you can't say people who are smart and what it sounds like you're putting down other people. She feels like by saying people who are smart finish what they started and they stay in school and they stay and continue to be smart. Kimmy's just, just very, very long. I mean, a school slogan's got to be what, maybe, I'd say, less than five words. So Kimmy says, stay in school. Don't be an idiot. Don't drop out even if you have to glue your butt to a chair. That is way too long. Plus, you're calling them an idiot. 
which I'm sure people are not going to be happy with. So she's saying, stay in school. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) And apparently the only way these kids can stay in school is if they glue their butt, super glue their butt to a chair so they will never leave. Granted, they could always take the chair and desk with them. Okay, I gotta say, Kimmy's dress, I'm not really feeling it. It just looks like someone with a, a paintbrush just, like, put their paintbrush in all the colors and just, like, swiped it back and forth across the canvas, up and down and back and left and right, and it just, that's Kimmy's dress. It's just, it's, it's very colorful, which Kimmy is, but this dress does not... I don't like it. So Jesse comes in the door. Becky gets up, says, hey, honey, you're back from school early. How'd it go? He hands her the notebook, says, here, give these to Nikki and Alex. They can color in them. So Becky's like, well, I guess it didn't go over too well, huh? And he's like, yeah, you can say that again. And DJ's all, what about my stay in school campaign? He's like, well, then you better find yourself another poster boy because I quit. So Jesse's all set to go to the attic house when he sees all these shoes being flung at Joey's door? That's right, because across from Stephanie Michelle's room is now Joey's room. And DJ's room would be the one next to, like, across from the bath. I guess a good catch on Jesse as he starts walking towards Stephanie Michelle's room. Michelle flings out a shoe, doesn't hit him, but he manages to catch it in midair. So she's throwing away umpteen pairs of shoes, and she's like, oh, I'm just throwing away the ones with the laces, which are like 90% of those shoes are all with laces. Like, none of them are slip-ons, none of them are Velcro. It's like Danny said, all right, I'm taking all your Velcro shoes away. You are going to have no choice but to learn how to tie your shoes. Slip-ons, they're gone. Here, learn how to tie your shoes. You're going to have to anyway if you want to wear shoes, right? So it's another Jesse Michelle famous talk. Like, why are you throwing out all your shoes? Don't you think you're being a little hasty? I mean, what are you going to wear on your feet? Michelle's like sandals, slippers, anything with Velcro. Even though it is San Fran, I mean, eventually it could be too co- get too cold to wear sandals. What's going on, Munchkin? Throwing out all your shoes? Only the ones with the laces. <laughs> <laughs> trouble with the shoe tying thing, but don't you think you're being a little hasty? No, because I don't know what hasty means. <laughs> well, it means you got to think things out first. I mean, if you throw out all your shoes, what are you going to wear on your feet? Sandals, slippers, anything with Velcro. <laughs> Come on, Michelle, you don't want to be a quitter. You won't feel good about yourself. I mean, quitting is for losers. You don't want to let yourself down and all the people who care about you. Everything I'm saying to you, I should be saying to myself. Oh, buddy, I uh, quit school tonight. Again? Yes, again. What did you do that for? School just turned out to be a lot harder than I thought, just like uh, tying your shoes is harder than you thought. Tell me about it. <laughs> if you can quit. Come on, Michelle, don't you want to learn how to tie your shoes? Don't you want to finish school? Yes, I do. I 
tell you what. Let's make a deal, huh? Okay, it's a deal. Yeah, he hasn't told you. I haven't even told you the deal yeah. yet. back to night school you learn how to tie your shoes because in the end we'll, we'll feel really good about ourselves because we work so hard what do you say okay is it a deal now and now it's a deal let's shake on it <laughs> we just had a family meeting and we've decided that we're not gonna let you quit yeah you might hate our guts for this you might kick and scream but it's only because we love you okay you guys win. I'm going back to night school. <laughs> you know what it is? I think he knew that I really meant business. Yeah, I wasn't taking no for an answer. I'm glad we played hardball. We're so good, we're bad. You guys didn't do anything. We came up with that decision ourselves. Michelle, like, don't you think you're being a little hasty? She's like, well, no, because I don't know what hasty means. She's like, well, hasty means, like, you gotta think things through. So I looked up hasty. Done or acting with excessive speed or urgency hurried. Guys, I gotta say, no decision, good decision, was ever made when you're, by being hasty. Especially the big decisions. <laughs> and he's like, come on, Michelle, you don't want to be a quitter. You won't feel good about yourself. Quitting's for losers. So basically, the lecture he's giving Michelle, he should be telling himself, he's like, you don't want to let yourself down and all the people that care about you. And that light bulb above Jesse's head finally goes on. He's like, wow, everything I'm telling you, I should be telling myself. But Jesse goes and sits on the floor next to Michelle's bed. Says, well, buddy, I'm afraid to tell you I quit school. And Michelle's like, again? He's like, yes, again. He's like, well, why did you do that? like, well, it's just, it was too hard. It's like, buddy, you weren't in your seat long enough to give it a chance. You got razzed by your professor. He embarrassed you. You pretty much embarrassed yourself by your actions. But um, you couldn't take it and you just left. That is not school being hard. That's you making a fool out of yourself and not being able to, I mean, come on. It sucks when somebody treat you like that and that teacher was you know putting him down insulting his intelligence and everything like that but jesse could have just as easily just not said anything sat back in his seat and just stared at the front of the class like all right i'm wrong continue teaching he didn't even he wasn't even there more than what maybe less than 20 minutes and he left Sure, if he shows up again, he's like, uh, the professor's gonna be like, um, you know what? I um don't wanna teach you, so um, we're gonna get you another English teacher, someone else. Yeah, I can't. I mean, think about it. It's gonna be more embarrassing now going back again after his 
trial run of night school to go back again, tail between your legs, head hung down low, embarrassed. I'm sure if you have the teacher, Mr. I forgot his name already, um, Professor something or other, Porter, Johnson, I can't remember, um, You'll, he'll have to apologize. Like, sir, I'm sorry for disrupting your classroom. I promise it won't happen again. I am here to learn. I promise you I will not interrupt you again. So Michelle's all like, look, if you can quit, I can quit. And Jesse's like, well, don't you want to learn how to tie your shoes? And she's like, don't you want to learn how, don't you want to finish school? Like, oh, she got you there. <laughs> so Jesse and Michelle make a bet, or not a bet, they make a deal with each other. That he will go back to night school, and she will learn how to tie her shoes. The family comes up in the doorway. They're like, hey, Jess, we just had a family meeting. We are not going to let you quit. We are going to force you there. We are going to force you to go back to school. We are going to stand guard in the doorway of the school so you cannot leave again. We will drive you to school if we have to. Either way, your butt is getting to class every single day day that you have to go. So Jesse's like, alright, I'm going back to school. And the whole family thinks it's because of what they just said. Like, oh yeah, we don't care if you kick and scream, you're going back to school. And each family member, except for DJ, has a little quip about, yeah, they knew, he knew we meant business. We played hardball. Yup, we're so good, we're bad. And DJ's like, I... Yeah, she lost her chance to have a say. <laughs> And that's the episode as Michelle is now, she got her pile of shoes with laces and she just starts going over, under, around the tree, blah, 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 blah. And then, well, the thing is, you're supposed to cross the laces and then go under and then pull them down so you get enough slack to make that loop and then go over with the other lace and everything like that. But she doesn't she just crosses them, like, crosses them and doesn't go under. So, of course, it's not going to go over well. But she eventually does learn, so. And that is the episode. All right, so the lesson learned from this episode is you can always go back and finish school. Don't let your age get in the way of that. Don't say, oh, I'm too old or it's been too long. It's like, no. Better yet, just stay in school and finish. Jesse only had one class. That's like, like I said, it's probably like four months long for one single class a semester. Just do the, just get it done. And then that way you don't kind of look back and like, geez, I really wish I finished. Because you can get, accomplish so much with a GED or a high school diploma. Worst outfit of the episode? I'm going to go with Kimmy with that dress that she was wearing, like I said, with the paint splatter just looked like someone just splashed a bunch of paint and took a paintbrush and just was, went back and forth on the camp. I, I didn't like it. Um, best outfit. Definitely Jesse's with the leather jacket. He also has a white shirt with a tie and his, his glasses. Most relatable character, I'm gonna go with Michelle with the shoe tying. I struggled a smidge, but like I said, my biggest problem when it came to shoes was seeing, trying to make sure they were on the right feet. I'm sure there are people who probably didn't struggle with that. Or maybe they did, I don't know. But I definitely struggled with that. 
So before I talk about what next week's episode is going to be, I wanted to do something kind of cool that I didn't think of until after I finished Double Trouble, but I looked it up and I wanted I wanted to talk about creative ways to tell people that you're expecting twins. Creative ways to announce a twin pregnancy. Let's see, the first one is uh, Thing 1 and Thing 2. Our baby is fun, but Miranda is having two. Oh, that's adorable. Share the emotion. Like, you have a picture of you and your spouse, or if you already have kids, and you all have the shocked face. That's cute. Two in custody. Release date. And then, of course, it has the due date on there. Um, Financial impact of twins. Oh, this guy's got a boat for sale, expecting twins. <laughs> game of life, like the life game, and you have, like, the little peg, you know, blue or pink children. That's cute. I like that. Oh, uh, when I see similar people that have, or even for a baby announcement, people that have, like, dogs or cats, they'll have, like, a sign around the neck or a sign on the floor in front of the dog. And they'll say, um, I'm going to be a big brother or the family's getting larger, or something like that. Um, also, the one with the kids, a couple cousins I've had um, have done that, where the big brother or big sister will have a sign that says, I'm going to be a big brother. And then like uh, my cousin had her son hold up the sonogram pictures. It's really cute. Um, I like the one with the shirts. There's a YouTube uh, family channel I watch that had the two boys wearing I'm going to be a big brother and the other shirt said me too. Dog and cat announcements, I just mentioned that one. Sibling announcements. Movie poster, that's cute. This is like the big trouble in little China and it's got um, a guy who put his face over Kurt Russell's head and holding a baby in each arm. Fortune cookies, that sounds adorable. That also sounds like a great way to just even announce a single pregnancy, or even to propose. Children's book. Aw, I like that idea. Chalkboard announcement. I see a lot of those. Bathroom reaction. <laughs> All right, so next week will be in October, and the first episode, well, excuse me. Next week will be in October, and the next Back to School episode is a bonus episode. I didn't originally plan it, but I'm going to do this one. Get all the Back to Schoolish type. Even though this isn't technically Back to School, but it does center on getting your kids accepted into a school. Season 6, episode 15, entitled Be True to Your Preschool, aired on January 26, 1993. Jesse lies about the twins' academic abilities to get them into a prestigious preschool, and Kimmy gets her driver's license. Oh my gosh, yes! With a car, her older brother Garth's car, Wild Thing, which is painted on the outside, tangerine orange and lime green, and then on the inside, it is completely upholstered in, like cowhide or white with black stripes it's really cray cray but it's it's kim it's totally kimmy but yeah that is the episode i'm going to be doing next week after that i'll be doing 
Fast Friends, and the last Back to School Full House episode I will be covering will be Breaking Away, where Nikki and Alex do start preschool. And in that episode, DJ is a senior, Stephanie's in, like, seventh grade, possibly, Michelle's in third grade, we get Gia, their banter, Michelle and Gia's banter is very similar to what Stephanie and Kimmy have, so... All right, everybody. Like I said, if you guys want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Also, I'm going to put it up on the social media sites for the podcast. If you guys ever want to have a little say in, like, an episode as far as, like, you got some comments, some opinions, and you want to have a say in that, just um, record an audio file and just email it to me at omhc. Podcast at gmail.com and like I said the email address will be in the description so alright everybody have a great weekend we are now into fall a little too early to rake those leaves just yet because they haven't turned but um yeah October here we come scary movie well scary enough for me uh, <laughs> yeah <sighs> Cannot believe that this year just flew by. Literally. We're already in going into October. And then that means after October, we got two months left. And then we'll be in 2020. Wow. Alright guys, have a great weekend. Bye bye.